I am here with Eastern Washington University wide receiver Nolan Olm. Nolan, how are you doing? Appreciate you coming on the final whistle today. Of course, Blaine. Always a pleasure talking to you, so I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I know you've been on one of my other shows, so it's kind of been great to get you on for my other uh, the show, The Final Whistle. I know you came on for nothing like Saturday a couple months back, so I was looking forward to uh, rekindling this relationship and hearing your story. So I appreciate it having taken some time. Of course, of course. All right, Nolan. So for my followers, why don't you just give a synopsis? You went through a, an incredible experience to get to where you are. Can you just walk us through what has gotten you from point A to point B? Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'll try to keep it under uh, four hours here. So, uh, okay. yeah. I'm just joking. We got but, time. We got time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, my name is Nolan Alm. I'm originally from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. Play wide receiver here. And uh, like, like you said, it's been, it's been a really cool journey, obviously coming from a small city in Canada to coming and playing on uh, one of the premier, you know, uh, D1 college football programs in the country. So Basically, um, you know, we talked about it on your other podcast, Blaine, but I uh, I just had this come upon me when I was basically like a freshman in high school, and I was inspired a lot by this other guy that had done it from my high school and went to Boise State. Um, but for me, it really didn't seem like it was going to be possible at all. I used to get called Baby Gap. I was skinny. I was not good at football. I got cut from our like local select team. I didn't even get cut. I didn't even get accepted on the team. So, um yeah, it was it was never easy for me, but you know it 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 wasn't for me. It, it um it just came upon my heart this this um big goal and mission. So I took it upon myself, started working out three four times a day, waking up at four thirty in the morning, doing all that crazy stuff, training like Rocky, you know, uh, Rocky four to be specific, you know, up in the kitchen <laughs> running in the snow. Um, but yes, yeah, seriously, that's really what it was. I was I was doing all sorts of crazy workouts. Um, and, and just trying to get myself out there, had to, you know, pitch my idea to come down to some camps and basically become a young entrepreneur <laughs> and sell myself to some of my grandparents and stuff like that. And, uh, and my parents too, and convince them why I want to do this. And they saw all the hard work and they believed in me. So we came down to some camps, got my name out there. And, uh, eventually one thing led to another without getting too into it. And, uh, I committed here to Eastern Washington University on a full ride scholarship. So absolutely such a blessing to wake up every day here. So there's my little, uh, little story for you there, Blaine. Nolan, I was fascinated because you were also just recently on a, the burn podcast and you were kind of telling your story and how you told your mom to buy you the Rocky movie. So I knew as soon as you made that Rocky analogy, I had to ask you what led you to want those movies and stuff like that. Just as a quick side spinoff here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good story. So um, yeah. And I, and I talk about that one too. The big change for me was after we lost our, our high school junior varsity game and I'm in ninth grade, nobody cares about our game, but to me it was like, we lost that game. And I remember for the rest of my life, just looking out at the lights in the field my coach was like I know some of you guys or whatever won't be back this year just it, it was a really big moment and I'm looking out and I'm like I'm done being just like good you know because I was a, I was a good player at that point you know I've been blessed with a little bit of talent and I came up from from really being not good when I was younger so I was a little good and then whatever time went on and I was like hey I'm gonna start in the new year which is stupid I should have just started then but I think I was a little banged up so I was trying to get healthy off of some things 
And yeah, I saw Rocky five playing on our TV I'm walking through the living room and I'm like, Oh, what? Like, I didn't even know there was a fifth Rocky, you know, <laughs> that's a weird one, but I saw him right. like training this guy and it was like super intriguing to me. It was like the perfect thing for me to see. And so I asked my grandma or yeah, my mom was like, what's your Christmas list? And so then I asked, or whatever, I gave my mom uh, my Christmas list for my grandma, the Rocky movies. And thank God I got them before we went on this vacation to Hawaii. And Blaine, I watched the first one and it was like, like that first morning, morning scene when he wakes up. Right. Oh my goodness. Just chills. I'm like, this is what I'm going to live. This is what I'm going to live. I'll tell you right now, there's a big difference between seeing it on the movie and feeling amped up and then actually waking up at 4 30 and then being like wow i feel like crap you know um but i would wake up to the rocky theme song every single morning um and even now i hear it and it gives me chills in a good way and a bad way because it's like geez what it took to to get here but um it, it basically is one of those things that it always reminds me where i came from and i think that's just what roots me and um, i'll never i'll never lose my hunger and my drive no matter how much i accomplish or how much i accomplish or how much i do um so yeah that's kind of the story on the on the rocky movies there that's so fascinating. I'm, I I gotta ask, do you are you still getting up at four thirty now, or you push it back a little bit? No, well, it definitely it it's all over the place. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting less sleep. I'm only waking up. It's usually about five fifteen. Sometimes okay. I touch, I'll, I'll touch four four fifty. Um, but it depends on the day. I'm staying up a little bit later just because it's kind of the way it works with our schedule. But right, it definitely. It I think it's good for everyone, and you know how it is, Blaine. Like just because you're up early doesn't mean you're more productive, but. I think everyone needs to go through a point in their life where they wake up early like that, just to prove to themselves they have that discipline and they can do that. Um, but I've done everything at Blaine. One one summer, I was like, let's try the reverse. So I would go to bed at like two in the morning and then wake up at like eight. So that was interesting too. Like, cause I am kind of like, I can go in the nighttime, right. and shut down, but um, I've also done nocturnal. So I've done like night shifts of, and just seeing what that's like. That was not good. Like it was cool for like four days. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I kind of want to see people and see the sun. So. Oh man, that's crazy how you've tried like a little bit of everything though, but like it, you try and find your, your niche right on how you get your workouts in and stuff like that, how to function throughout the day. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think even just for people, obviously it's more of a sports thing, but yeah sports podcast but i think it's super huge for for you just to try different things out especially because you don't know like what everyone has kind of their own like um man i can't remember what it's called but it's it's basically like how your circadian rhythm is the right yeah rhythm, with right? how your your sleep rhythm exactly yes exactly so, schedule yeah and just so just just playing around with it and trying different things because like once you find it stick with whatever works best for you but a lot of people morning isn't going to be the best but you, you for some people though blaine like when they're up at 10, they're not doing work. They're watching TV, but that's just not like, for me, it's like, it's like I'm doing stuff. So that's why I'm not getting bed. So, so late or so early. I'm sure it's the same with you though. Like there's always something on the go. You love attacking and creating. So. Yeah, no, I've I've definitely started doing the morning, not, not the five 15, but we're, we're up in the morning now to try and get, to get the workouts in and stuff like that. I know we were talking off air. I've got a work meeting now bright and early. So I'll be, yeah. that'll be nice and fun. Um, but let's, uh, let's try and get back. Um, Nolan, I want to ask you now, what led you to Eastern Washington university? I know it probably wasn't even on your radar to, when you were thinking about it, looking at different places to go to. So what, what drew you here there? Yeah. So another cool story. I, um, 
Yeah, I didn't really know much about Eastern Washington. I just knew I've had seen a couple of guys in Canada come to visits down here and the red turf, obviously it's like, Whoa, that's different. Um, and I knew they were elite though, because nobody really could get offers from them. And it was really weird to me. I was like, they don't offer anybody. It's really weird. Um, so basically what happened was I went to the opening, like we talked about in the other podcast, the Nike opening, which for people who don't know, it's like a circuit of camps that Nike runs where they do all your, like uh, 40, it's like an NFL combine for high school kids. And they legitimize your numbers through Nike. So it's very laser right. timing, which like there's no, and that, that's a big thing for kids to go to if you want to be recruited because you need, you can't just go off your numbers on huddle. Cause like you, everyone can just lie about that. And like, your dad's stopwatch is not going to be um, like credible to college coaches, college recruiters. So um, I went to that, my numbers, and then I kind of blew up from there. Like a lot of people just knew I was like a really good athlete because um, I did really well. I was like something like top 40 in the West Coast or whatever. So um, then from there, I heard from Coach Pat McCann, who's at Fresno State now, and he kind of just asked me to come to the camp. And yeah, I've never heard of them. And then my dad was like, let's go because they wanted me to be like close. Um, and I really didn't care. I was willing to go to freaking Paris if I had to go to Paris, play <laughs> football, like right. I didn't care at all. But now it definitely is a blessing to be close to home for a bunch of different reasons. But um, yeah, I uh, we drove down, went to the camp, got MVP at the camp. It was super cool. And then I never heard from them. And I was like really close to committing this other school. And then all of a sudden they start like recruiting me hard in August, which was just really weird to me. But basically what happened was they had already done a lot of the recruiting and I came on their radar kind of late and um, they took July off as a staff or whatever. And then the camp was like right before July. So I talked a little bit with them and then that was kind of it. And then anyways, I just got on the phone with, with them and I think really like the mindset and all the stuff I'm kind of telling you right now, like, and obviously I was a little more fired up on that call and, just talking about my journey in terms of like, like proving people wrong and stuff. And and that really clicked with them. And that's like the type of guy they look, uh, look to have on, on, the, on the, the roster here. And we, we have quite a few of those guys, which is, they're very rare to find usually. Um, so yeah, got the offer eventually. And then yeah, committed Halloween night <laughs> that year. Oh man. Year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just crazy. It's, it's really cool. Anyone that's ever um, played any, any sort of college sports, they know that, that commitment night is it's special because all that work um, kind of being, you know, leading to that point, you'll never forget that moment for the rest of your life. So that's how I ended up at Eastern Washington, Blaine. How tough is that process to make a decision as, as, a, as an athlete? I know it's probably grueling because like you said, like you said, you said you had another school like that you were ready to sign on for until Eastern kind of reeled you in late. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. A lot of people don't really think about that. Um, it, I, I like to like, it's kind of like dating, like it, you know, like you <laughs> seriously, you gotta be right. And you gotta do your research. And and the biggest thing for me was I was going to, if I was going to make a decision, it was going to be on paper. So like always just writing out the pros and the cons. And I, someone gave me like a decision, uh, decision, make tricks, um, where you kind of just lame, uh, name the pros and cons of everything. And I went through like that, but yeah, it, it's, it's really tough, especially I, I didn't really have a ton of options. But I can only imagine those guys with 30 plus options. But also, too, like you visit a school, you get a feel for a place. So you you rule out pretty quick. But usually what's tough for guys is, is just like dating. There's two that are pretty awesome. So um, you just and at the end of the day, though, if like if you make the decision on paper, 
you, it'll be pretty clear. Um, and to me too, it's like, as soon as you make that decision, just don't, you don't look back. It's like, you're going all in with this, right. And you're committing to it. Um, but yeah, I definitely almost committing to the other school for me, it was more like there's pressure to commit. So I think a lot of people don't think about that too, because rock, like this roster fills up unless you're arch manning, they're not going to take you, um, really, really late, you know? So all right. No, that's, that's interesting. So just because um, it's kind of crazy to think about like how those processes work. And like a couple of my friends did D one sports as well. And it's just like how it's almost, yeah. Like how you said, like, it feels like dating. You would never think of it like that though, going, if you're an outsider on trying to figure out the process. Right. So that's a really unique component of it. Let's talk about a little bit about this year for you. Some um, we had we I actually had you on my other podcast right before the season opener, and we kind of talked a little bit off air because you know there's only so much you could really say like on the air before you're going into a game against an opponent. And you actually scored the opening TD this year for Eastern. How how cool of an experience was that? And you guys ended up getting that W. You had a great game. Yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, that whole first drive, so I caught a big shot play, too, to put us in position, a double move, a little slant and go um, to get us in the position to score. So that was really cool, like, especially with, with Gunner. We've been putting a lot of work in uh, ever since Eric left, so it was really cool to kind of have that um, connection come to fruition in front of a whole audience and, and show everyone the hard work we've been putting in and yeah, that game was a really fun game and it was awesome. Fought through the lightning delay. There was a lot of adversity. Um, but yeah, there's been that's just the that was just the beginning. That little right. bit I know of a lot of adversity this season. So and for you, how how does your preparation focus going into a week? What are you focusing on? Is it like different just tweaks that you're seeing on film of the other team, or is it stuff that you've seen personally, a little bit of both? What do you try and focus? do when you're going into a game week yeah so obviously just like any place um the college or the college the coaches they coaches game game plan for the team right so they they look at what they think they would want to do and then we kind of get like a playbook for that week so a lot of people don't realize that like we don't have a big playbook the whole year like yes we have like a a library of plays but then they kind of get picked and, and plugged into that week, what we're going to run. And they can always pull up random stuff during the game, but you know, you're going to run because you use, they, they watch tons of film. Like right now, they're going to be here probably till like 11 PM, just scouting out um, Northern Colorado this week. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what they do. And so I get the game plan, make sure I'm good with all the plays or some special ones we get in extra uh, every single week. Um, know those. And then for me, I just like to see like, because they're going to give us the whole breakdown on how they play defense. And I just like to see how the corners move and stuff um, and how, how they're like, what's their press technique and just like what, what have other guys used that's worked against them? Um, I kind of look at that. And then from there, like special teams, same thing. We break it all down because I'm a big special teams guy and I just see like, what's their tendencies. And then from there, like to me, there's you study, 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 and then it's just time to go play. Like, there's only so much you can do and it's going to be really basic, but they're not going to become a brand new player from the week before. So you know exactly what you're going to get. And to me, the real preparation is in the off season. If you, if you're at a certain level as a player, like they have to prepare for you. That's what I like to think about it as. So 
Um, there's okay, definitely no, let's, things. let's pick that up then. Walk me through that a little bit. Cause that's, uh, I've heard that from multiple athletes that your off season's your real focal point. So how do you, how do you go through it then? Yeah. It's crazy that some people don't think of it like that. Even for a team, you win your games in the off season and in the summer, you don't win them when you actually play them. Like I like to think about it like this, like everything in life, you set goals to become something right you never you're not actually trying to achieve the goals like you're trying to go to the nfl so really what you're doing is trying to become an nfl receiver by right? that type of level of of receiver and that's what the offseason is all about we always talk about it we want to make massive jumps you want to be a brand new player when they watch on film so that like i'll break it down in kind of like layman's terms but like when a db comes to play me like at the top of the route it's so hard to guard me that like no matter what, no matter how much film you you watch, you're going to have to guard my incredible top of the route skills. Like you're not going to, you know what I mean? And if I disguise it really well while I'm running my routes, like you're not going to be able to tell. But me being able to disguise them well and have really good skills at the top starts in January when I start preparing my body to squat a lot, to, uh, to basic running mechanics. And then we start to get more se- or sport specific as we get to the season. Um, It starts with things like that. But the season, yeah, you get more cohesive as a team and you get better at football, but you become like you set the foundation in the offseason and really it's like those little extra times you spend working your craft. That's why, like, I tell guys all the time, there's no shortage of top level NFL receivers. Like if you were as good as Devontae Adams, you would be making millions of dollars somewhere else. But there's only a couple guys that are really at that peak. Right. So the goal is to become that not to like. I don't know, like make it there or something, because if you're really that good, then it will happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make a lot of sense because I feel like some people sometimes take it, almost take it for granted thinking that that's where they're already at, but that sometimes they don't understand that you, that like how you put it, there's only a under probably 1% of like, even like half a percent of like those few up above and beyond athletes just right now right so you have to push your limits try and create those different uh opportunities for yourself where you can grow as a player and an athlete than to get yourself closer and closer to that achievement for sure for sure and i think too it's just it's like anything in life people think that when the moment comes like when the game comes that's when you win it's like no 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 like right you win by all the things you do in the dark. Like it's like an iceberg. Like, you know how it's like 80% of the iceberg's mass is underwater. Like sure. that's what all the unseen work is. And they only see the tip when we get out there on Saturdays. Like literally it's like, they did the math. It's like, I want to say, I, mean, I think it was 4%, but we only play what? 11 Saturday, guaranteed Saturdays out of 365. That's crazy. That's crazy. And what is right. it? It's 60 minutes. That's 11 hours. Sure. 365 days to make plays. That's all we, that's, we do all this just for that. So. No, that's no, you've literally outlined it perfectly. And I know you probably can't speak much going into this Saturday's matchup with Northern Colorado, but I know um, what, what do you want to leave these guys, especially I think it's your, uh, your senior night for your, for your guys. So fascinating opportunity. So. How do you want to leave your seniors out going on a, on a good note? Oh man. I, yeah. We got to get a win. Obviously anyone that's been following us. Um, it's been a tough one this season and it's not um, even close to the standard that 
Eastern has. And um, really, there's no words I can say um, except that we're going to get it right. And, you know, we've had a lot of close games that we should have finished. And then the last couple, last ones have kind of been uh, not very good at all. So this week, though, it's a great opportunity to, to protect the red and start a streak again on the red of protecting home and um, send these seniors off the right way and have a little bit of momentum going into our off season. But as soon as this game's over, everyone's going to take some time to recuperate a little bit, but we're already on to um, turning this program around where it needs to be. Cause that's, that's really, um, that's, that's the main focus. Um, Love it. Yeah, we got, we got a game on Saturday, obviously, but they're, losing one game at home is unacceptable for us, let alone how many ever we've lost this year. So I can promise you that, that I'm going to do everything I can. The guys that are, are bought in here are going to do everything they can and, and it will get um, turned around. And sometimes these times are the best because um, it really wakes, wakes people up. And I think you're going to see a lot of people take a lot more ownership around here um, to get us back to, you know, championship level where we usually are. So. Beautiful. I know the Eastern fans love seeing you out on the field. And before we wrap up here, Nolan, I, I know you've got a podcast. Let's talk a little bit about yours because you've got a great podcast yourself. It's called the make it happen, make it happen. Explain that to the people, what you uh, try to achieve with your podcast. It's almost a kind of like how you've gone through your journey of making it happen to your goals, but I want to hear it in your words, how you describe your show. Yeah. So yeah, it's a Make It Happen podcast. Um, basically, it's just like you said. It, it's there's some good soul episodes where I drop some um, of my techniques of how I've gotten to where I am, and I'm gonna do a couple more. It's been a while since I've done some of those, but I like having a little voice on, on that. And then if you don't like listening to just me, then I've got some really good guests um, that have made it happen. And yeah, we just dive into their mindset on things and just giving giving people inspiration insights and just mental skills all sorts of things to help you reach your goals and um i think the really the best the best way to get to where you want is learning from other people who have done it so success leaves clues and that's what my podcast is all about so i have one coming out um tuesday with this guy named jerome blake and he's on the uh canadian relay team just won a world or yeah a gold medal in the world championships in oregon um wow in field and then a, they won a silver medal uh in uh the Olympics these these past Olympics so just another cool guy and he's from Kelowna originally too so um we'll have a, lot, a bunch more guests like that too so I'm excited for the future of that that podcast no you, you, the podcast is phenomenal um if you guys haven't go please go check it out where can where can they go find it Nolan let them know yeah so they can find it on Spotify Apple Podcasts like I said the Make It Happen podcast um we're working on getting it on YouTube and getting them filmed uh, and putting that up too. And then, yeah, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere where you listen, um, it'll be available. And also, if you want to keep up with me, I post a ton of content on my Instagram, Nolan Ulm, um, and TikTok, YouTube. Uh, I have my own account on there, too. Not, we don't have the podcast yet, but I post my own little shorts on there. So, um, yeah, Nolan Ulm for all of those. Um, and just I, I, I love uh, the community that's kind of been created from what I'm doing. And I, I love um, hearing from people how it's going. So if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, just DM me and I respond, I respond to every DM. So. Well, Nolan, I greatly appreciate it. If you guys haven't yet, please go check out his podcast. He's doing great work and go follow this man because he is something special to behold 
for the Eastern Washington Eagles. Nolan, thank you so much for your time. Having you back on a different show this time, but appreciate you having coming on and taking some time. Of course, Blaine. I appreciate you always. All right, Nolan. You have a great night, man. Yep. You too, Blaine.